Straight to you from Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Welcome to Permit to Think. Meaningful stories and conversations from the fringe of societal norms. I am your host, Mike Dawes. As a professional fisherman and host, I've spent the last 25 years traveling the far and near reaches of the world. In the beginning, the goal was untouched adventures and wild fish. But I've come to realize that the people I've met along the way and their stories have played a pivotal role in seeking what I'm truly after, a quiet mind and time to think. This ride is too short, so I'm gonna start exploring the narratives of the people that have brought me here. I've been told that audio has no rules, so it seems like a good platform for someone who grew up breaking them all. Let's go. Our guest today is John Yusko, a.k.a. JY. I first met JY when I was working at the Trout Fisher in Denver, Colorado, back in 1998. I remember one day as he was leaving the shop, a buddy referred to him as the Burton guy. And this was right when the world of snowboarding started its explosion in the mainstream. JY was born in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and moved out to Arizona when he was a teenager and was quickly immersed into the world of punk rock and skateboarding. Can't wait to dive into more details about this one. And this eventually led him to the world of snowboarding and working for Burton. JY spent 13 years working for Burton as a sales rep in the Southern Rockies, covering Colorado and New Mexico, amongst others. Spending time in the Rockies spawned his passion for fishing, which eventually led him to Bozeman, Montana, where he ended up working for Sims as a sales rep covering the northern Rockies, Montana, Idaho, Wyoming, for nine years. And it was, it was then that we got to reconnect, which was a very cool reunion. After his time with Sims, JY took a 10-year fishing, golfing, snowboarding, reset. Bouncing back and forth from Montana, British Columbia, and the Florida Keys, where we actually co-owned a property together. Without spending time with JY, you would never know the attention to detail, hard work, smart decisions, and passion he puts into his play. One cannot play at the level JY does without the commitment to the back end period. Today, JY finds himself back in the workspace and is currently working with Squala, a new fishing brand out of Montana, launching this spring. Squala is pushing the boundaries of what is possible with technical apparel. I have been looking forward to this, this one before this show was even a reality. Without further ado, please welcome JY. What's up, man? Dazzy, what's going on, buddy? How Great we doing? to see you. I'm doing all right. Yeah. Doing all right. Yeah. Thanks. It's good for... to be over in Jackson. It's been about a decade. Yeah, I couldn't believe it when you said that. Man. I know. It's crazy, man. Yeah. Um, no, it's good to see it. Great to see you. And thanks yeah. Thanks for the time. I really appreciate Always, it. Always, man. Always. I, um, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty cool when, when you're writing the intros, what, what, what I get to go through. And one thing that I've always admired about our friendship is... Um, the constant parallels we've been able to maintain, yeah. even though in, in one sense or another, we're kind of heading in 
different directions, right? I mean, I'm tied up with the family and travel. Yeah. And you've got you've got your path, and but we're we're always able to no matter what annually. They always intersect. Yeah, they always, always do. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's true. Always, we always are able to make the the connections, and I I appreciate the shit out of that. Um, so you know, in kind of putting some notes together and thinking about this, I, I say we go punk on this shit. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I say, always. <laughs> I say we go backwards. Uh, yeah, I like it, man. Um, no rules, baby. That's right. And uh, so actually all of the shows I've done to date kind of start with meeting and and let's start with, uh, you know, what, what brings you to Jackson and, and work backwards? What brings me to Jackson? Well, I, I'm out slinging it, you know, yeah. <laughs> I'm out slinging Squala. Um, yeah, I, I, was, uh, I was in town to um, visit with the boys from Worldcast, uh, showing them some Squala product this morning. And uh, on my way down to Denver to do the same um, and then head to, head to the, the fly fishing show for a day. So, yeah, kind of out there working right now. Yeah, it's kind of, it's, um, I was also thinking, I mean, obviously myself being, you know, aligned with Squala yeah. in, in a capacity, but also for you after being on a, you know, a, a little reset 10, yeah. 10 year break, it had, it had to be something exciting to get you yeah. Uh, back, yeah. back it, in the game. It, it, it was, and it, and it was like totally unexpected. Like, I mean, not even on uh short term or long term radar of, of any type, um, I mean, I think back and I was actually, I, I was driving back from fishing, um, down on the snake, um, main stem snake. And, uh, it was like not last September, the September before that, but I remember vividly driving down 15 heading home and my phone rang and it was a buddy of mine, Nick Simmons, who, um, is part of the team at Squala and just randomly was like, Hey man, I'm involved in this new thing. I want to talk to you about your name came up and. And that was kind of the start of it for me. Um, you know, um, Kevin Sloan, the, the, the founder and the CEO of the brand, uh, met with me like a couple of weeks later. And, you know, at that time, Squala was really just, um, you know, we had no, no prototypes. We just had um, line drawings and, you know, product briefs and, you know, pitch deck. And, you know, you could kind of catch a, a sense of what Kevin was trying to accomplish with the brand. Um, but as far as like seeing any product, there was nothing really to see, but, um, but I was super interested in, 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 in what, what he was trying to accomplish. And, uh, more than anything, it was just the, the group of people yeah, that, that kind of, I mean, that, that yeah. was it, you know? And I remember like, like leaving that first meeting and my first thought was like, God, like I'd be really bummed if I wasn't part of this. Like, it just felt like it had the potential of being something pretty cool and special. And I really, I really believed in the people that were involved with it. And I liked the vibe of the brand. I liked the mark, the look and, um, and, uh, yeah, it was just, it just felt like it was a great opportunity to kind of tap into the creative, you know, yeah. side of things that has been so lacking for me from a work standpoint for a while. And, um, yes, yeah, so I got on board. That's awesome, man. Yeah. And and yeah. you mentioned sketchbook, like that's part of the story, right? Like it's, yeah. it's innovation that. Yeah. I mean that that's what I think of when, and I don't even. We should probably talk about. It. I don't even know, you know what you know my capacity. I'm not in the inner circle, right? So I don't yeah. know exactly what we can talk about and, and and what we can't. But it's it's being launched this spring, this spring, right? yeah, right? spring I mean, of 22. Yeah. yeah, there's not like a firm like date, like it's coming this date. I mean, we're looking at the launches being kind of a continual launch um 
that's going to happen over, over spring of 22, but, um, you know, we're working pretty hard right now and, uh, we'll hopefully have a website up here fully operating here in the next couple of weeks. We do have a landing page, um, our IG account set up, our Facebook accounts up, you know, squalafishing.com. You can kind of get a feel for what we're doing. And, um, I think you'll just see more and more of that over the next couple of weeks before we launch. So. Yeah, it's been cool to wear the product personally. I yeah, mean, the product is. I it's, mean, it's refreshing. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's tight. Yeah, I mean, right? it's funny. I was talking to the Worldcast guys um, this morning. I mean, like, just I mean, I've been in the fishing industry for for either the fish or the snowboard industry. I guess outdoor for you know thirty years of my life, and you've been in it for a long time too. We've seen so much stuff come and go, and there is no doubt. Like right now. The word about Squall is getting out, and everybody's got an opinion, you know, yeah. <laughs> like on like what what it's gonna look like, where it's gonna be, you know, this and that. I mean, everyone's talking. Everyone has their two cents on what it is, but like, um, the bottom line is that you look at the product, and the product is badass. Yeah, I mean, that's, pretty much speaks for itself. Exactly. Yeah. So like, I mean, that that's the the fishing business. That's will, what's exciting about it for me. Yeah, yeah, it'll do its thing, but at the end of the day, right? I mean, like I I just I've been wearing that. That uh, that puffy, yeah, and that yeah. thing is. That fusion I mean, jacket. I had to take it off. It's so, it's, it's, it's insane it's how warm, warm it is. Yeah. yeah, well, it's cool, and you know, hopefully, that just uh, you know puts more parallel adventures like we're talking about. Totally, uh, you know, as yeah, an exactly, excuse man. on the board. Nah, yeah. I look, I look at Squala as a, a huge opportunity for us to intersect again. Yeah, you know, in, in in another another meaningful way, like we did when when I was with Sims and you were at Worldcast and. Um, yeah, no, I think it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a fun ride for sure. Yeah, it already already is, and you know what's really interesting is that notion that you that you talk about, right? Like it's it's not something you can necessarily explain too well. It's not something yeah. you, you could write, but it's like you see something, you hear about a crew of people. Yeah, you might not know them that well, but you just you start hearing shit, and you're like, yeah, like I I want what you yeah. know what I mean? Like I want to yeah. If that passed me by or I didn't get the nod. I feel like I kind of missed out on, on, on being part of that. And you also feel like like I have so much I can contribute to that. Like I, I, I just know I can move the needle for that brand, you know. So like I think it's a combination of both of those things. But at the end of the day, like for me, like the product has got to be super rad. I mean, I'm a product guy. Yeah, you know? like, exactly. I mean, that's I love buying rad products. I mean, whatever it is, man, it's. And, um, and then it's all about people, you know, people who yeah. get it, people who are like are passionate anglers, you know, I mean, that's one of the great things about Squall is that we're just, you know, laser focused on, you know, on, on fly fishing. I mean, that's what, that's what's in our DNA and that's what we do. Yeah. You know? And it's, and we love products that we're going to make, you know, I mean like just build rad shit. Yeah. You know? And it's early, right? So it's Super not like early. there's not going to be, Super early. you know, yeah. And that's, and like for me, like that's always been like, if you look at sort of my, my career trajectory, I mean, I've always like really thrived in being with brands that are like in their earlier stages. Mm -hmm. Like even like when I was at Burton, like the early years were some of the best because it was a small, tight team of people. You felt like you, you, you could make a big impact. Um, and, and Sims was very similar when I first started working for them as well. And Squall is at that perfect point where there's just a lot of cool energy. Um, everything's new. You know, we're learning. Um, so yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's almost like you don't have the time to sit back and, and like assess a failure. You're you have to recognize it, right? Yeah. And be like, shit, that didn't work. Totally. All right, let's go. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. that's like uh, 
I don't know. That's kind of the juice for life, right? I mean, yeah. that, that, I mean, that's like, you know, I mean, it, it drives me nuts when I, I talk to, uh, I mean, I found myself in a, in a interview yesterday talking to someone and I was like, man, he just said like, I made a huge mistake. And, mm-hmm. and like, again, this, this show is kind of rides the, the fringe of societal norms. And <laughs> a lot of people are like, Oh, you made a big mistake. Like, oh, that's a no-no. I'm like, fuck no. Gonna make, gonna make a lot more. Yeah, too. like, in fact, yeah. the fact that you're talking to me about it and like saying like I made this mistake and this is what I did next. Like, I have a ton of respect for that. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, it's usually a, a red flag for me when someone won't talk about it. Totally. Because uh, God knows I made. Uh, and 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 that's and that's also what's really cool about Squala too is like you know we've got a clean slate right now. Like we can totally create this thing and, 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 and make it be what we want it to be from not just product. I mean, everything, you know, just the way the brand is perceived. I mean, the way we service people, I mean, how the product is sold. I mean, there's so many different layers to it. And you know, the, the, the retail environment right now is completely different than it was, you know, 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, so that's exciting too, you know, and and the interest in fishing, right? I mean, it's just, it's crazy. Yeah. Everyone's a fisherman. Yeah. Everyone wants to be a fisherman yeah. nowadays, man. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. And I don't know how to, uh, like, I mean, I was hearing people talk about it. I, was, I flew back into Jackson last night and like, mm. people were like, I think that's the Snake River down there. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, you know, I just, good for them, right? Yeah. I mean, like, in a way, I just sit back and, and you know, you don't, I don't want to be complacent in my years, right? Oh, like, man. I, I, love the, I love that. But at the same time, right? Dude, does. I haven't seen the Snake in 10 years in Jackson. And I, I mean, I, I slowed down when I crossed her there and yeah. just haven't seen her in a long time. It's great seeing it. And I get it, man. I mean, I can see why people are like super interested in, in, in fly fishing right now and just being outside. I mean, without how, you know, just fucked up the world is, yeah. <laughs> um, the river is a great place to spend time right now. So, yeah. You know, what's interesting. Um, when you say you got that call, yeah, you were down on the main stem of yeah. the snake. Yeah. Yeah. When I, when I took the call about, selling Worldcast for the first time i was on the main river of the snake nice <laughs> was that's like, awesome it, yeah. It, yeah and i was like you know what uh i'm lost right now yeah uh can i, can I call you <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i've but, been um it's been fun poking around down there a little bit you know that i guess that's one of the benefits of not going to canada in the fall is that i had a lot more time to poke around here and and fish a bunch of spots that have been on my list for a long long time and um, yeah, no, it's been, yeah, that, that, that's a good, uh, transition. So, uh, yeah. as we work backwards, yeah, right? like yeah. you, you, you got this amazing, and I, I like to look at it as a reset cause everyone, like, yeah. other people are like, Oh, JY is taking, you know, he's retired. He's taking a break. And I'm like, yeah. well, yeah, go spend some time with him. See if you, see if you think that's a break. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? No, like, man. <laughs> no, I mean, my, my body's forcing me to take a break these days, but no, it was, um, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, before the Squala thing came about, you know, 10 years before that was, it was just kind of a reboot, you know? Yeah. Um, just, just felt like I needed a break. Um, I've been busting my ass for, you know, nine years nonstop repping for Sims. Um, and, uh, yeah, it just, um, it just felt like it was time, time to do something different. You know, I, I can't really say I was, um, I was looking to retire from, from Sims, but I just wanted to put myself in a different headspace and, um, and, and, and just get some time away, 
Yeah. And just focus on like what I wanted to do. Yeah. And you, were, you and, were extremely helpful for me with like going through that. Right. It, yeah. Yeah. It's not it's a like, big deal. No, it's yeah. like, I mean, it, it, it's, it's a, it was a dream job. I mean, I was a sales rep for the Northern Rockies for Sims. I mean, come on. Yeah. You know, like, and, and, um, and, and, you know, before that I was the, you know, when I was a sales rep for Burton, it was a super dream job. And to yeah. walk away from that, just to like not have anything like, Nothing lined up. I mean, really nothing planned except like just, you know, decompress. Yeah. You know, and think about like, I mean, I don't know. I'm a firm believer in, in, in putting yourself in that kind of a headspace. I mean, that's that's what it takes to to, to have something um, materialize. Um, yeah. I mean, I had, I had, uh, I'll never, I mean, that's one part I didn't anticipate was like other people's reactions. Yeah. And I remember telling you, I was like, someone just called me and they're like, dude, are you sick? Yeah, totally. And I was like. Yeah. Whoa. I yeah. did I didn't see that coming. You know what I mean? Because someone else looked just like you said, right? I mean they're they're looking at it as like the dream job. Like yeah. how could you ever walk away like, from that? Well most people most people won't. I mean, most people will like ride that thing to the sand, you know, like yeah. be miserable, hate it, do it because they're making great money or 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 who knows what. But people it, it there's not many people out there that are willing to walk away from something that's really good when it's like almost at its best, like prime. when it's good, yeah. when it's good. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, but I, I've always been one that, that generally leaves a little earlier than people would expect. Yeah. I don't know why that is, but <laughs> that, well, that's, that's, that's how it's worked for me my whole life. So. And it's interesting too, because there's no, uh, there's no manuscript, right? There's no, no. there's no book to read about it. It's no. a feeling. It's like a, it's like an intuition, like a just, gut. just knowing. It's totally. like the same thing, you know, like that, like on this next cast, something's yeah. going to grab it. Yeah. And then a lot of times you're right. Or like you make those calls and you're like, huh. Or your hackles go up on a permit flat. You're like, there's a fish yeah. around here. I don't know where it is, but we need to find it. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's the same kind of parallel in the sense that if it starts feeling like that and that feeling doesn't go mm -hmm. away, like, I don't know, for me, it was like, and I sat with it for a while and, you know, it was just, it was time, but seems like you've always had a good, uh, every time I've made a decision like that, it's always turned out into something better, you know, yeah. like, you know, when, when, when I, when I decided to take that break, um, after Sims, I mean, look what materialized out of that, you know, the whole squalor thing kind of came out of that totally unexpected. Yeah. And, and when, when I decided to leave Burton, which was, um, I mean, I remember sitting down and talking to like my accountant and he was just like, man, are you sure? You yeah. want to like just walk away from this? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, yeah, I do, man. Like it's getting in the way of my fishing, you know, it's becoming like too much of a job and just too much. Yeah. Well, I do want to get away from it. And, and that, that little break there, which we'll talk about, like that kind of led to the Sims thing. You sure. Know? So like, it's weird. Like it, it's, it's hard for, it's hard to make those decisions, but I've made every time I've made them, they've, um, they, they've, they've turned out to be the right decision and they've turned down into, into bigger and better things. So, um, I think once you experience that, you have more confidence in it. Yeah. But, and I think it's a great, you know, lesson for, you know, that, I guess that's what I'm hopeful. Part of this show, right. Is obviously sitting down and connecting like this, but mm -hmm. the other part of it is like, you know, trust that shit. Totally. I mean, and yeah, you might fall on your face, but you you might you might bounce up to something better. Who yeah. knows, you know? Yeah. But it's like, I remember when you called me and we talked about you and, and oh yeah, you know I was mean? freaking out. I man. was stoked. I was stoked. <laughs> like I was just so stoked for you to do that because like to walk away from something that you've spent so much time and I mean I know how much energy and just blood and everything you've put into that and that brand and you know um, 
to walk away from that is hard. Man. It was hard. It's super hard. Still hard. It is. It is. And it's going to take, like I told you, it's going to take you. It, when, when I left Sims, it took me a year and a half to decompress. And that was a year and a half of just going and fishing for two months here in the Keys. Or, yeah. I mean, I had plenty of shit to keep me, you know, decompressed. But it just, it's so deep in your body, man, that it takes a long time to get it out. Yeah. It's, but it's, uh, it'll happen. I have to get a hold of some psychedelics or something. There you go, man. <laughs> Those always help. Yeah, Big absolutely. Reset. Some um, mushroom tea. Yeah, that. Um, <laughs> that. Um, so during during that break, right? Yeah. I mean, I specifically remember this this one conversation, and this was recent, right? I mean, this was probably 2020 when you were like, "Man, this," you know. I was like, "Well." I mean, when the whole world was shut down yeah. and, and you're like, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to BC. And I was, like, yeah, it was like, and, Ugh. I, and I was like, how many years was that? And you were like, I mean, 19 yeah, or something like it's that. It's a long 18, time. I think it's like 18 or 19. There was one year I've been in Montana for, I think 20 years now. And there was one year in Montana. I didn't go, and, but I ended up fishing like the salmon and the clear water that year. Or maybe I went up later in December, but I've been going up every year for a long time. Um, and I didn't go this past year just because I felt it just didn't feel right with everything yeah. that was going on with the fish numbers. And, um, I just didn't feel like it was a good look to be up there fishing. So I decided to stay here and not that it was much better here with our water situation, but, um, I haven't been to BC in two years. So, yeah. um, but fortunately last spring I did get to go out to the peninsula. It was kind of our first squala product testing mm -hmm. mission me and kevin went out there for i was out there for a couple of weeks testing gear and, and so i got a little taste but um god damn i'm jonesing man i miss bc yeah i still i want to see uh, i still haven't even been i mean I've, i i mean i have very fond memories of the neon lights at the florence and you know <laughs> yeah, man. um and we had and, a good little trip oh we had a, bunch, a couple right i mean yeah. and, and then one was the epic super blowout, blowout of all blowouts <laughs> yeah exactly I, I was looking at those pictures yeah. too like when we tr tr trying to tell someone that's like there to fish for the next few days that like there's zero chance the river's got any chance of coming in shape <laughs> for at least like two weeks and like you know i'm leaving i'm driving home i mean but uh, yeah, that was a major water event. Yeah, um, and what's what's even crazier is I remember you and I just stopped. Yeah, and we looked at the confluence, right, of the yeah. Maurice and the Bulkley. Is that what it was? Where did we no. stop? We stopped. Where's that um, old train trestle bridge? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is. We stopped um, right there. In, I don't even know if it's a confluence. Yeah, it is. It, it is. is. I, yeah. I, I'm I'm totally. Uh, at a loss for the name of that trip that comes in right there, but yeah, no, it was the it biggest was it's ever been. Thumping. It was it was scary. And yeah. um, and then you were like, yeah, you have fun in the babine. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, oddly enough, right? Like the whole lake thing played out on the babine that absolutely. Week. Like we caught fish. I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't believe it because uh, staring at that, like knowing I was going into like my dream trip the next day that was a little yeah that but that's little, little but that's steelheading man you just don't it's any fishing you just yeah. don't know like you've just gotta like you just gotta go and, yeah and either get you you know either get your balls kicked in or you have good fishing or whatever anywhere in between there but like i mean i've had so many days like that in florida wherever where you're just like god this is gonna totally blow and it's like one of the best days you have of your life and then other days where, I mean, I've had so many days in Florida where I wake up and there's not a cloud in the sky and you're just like, you know, no wind while well, we're going to smoke the poons today. Yeah. And then <laughs> by 10 o'clock, you can't see shit. You yeah. know, it's blowing 30 and you're just like, oh my God, what happened? So, um, what's really interesting is how that after, and it can only happen right after years. Oh yeah. 
right? I mean, I, I mean, a lot of a lot of people in your circle will, will will probably identify with this, and and mine as well. Where like, you wake up and you're like, this is gonna blow, yeah. and then you're like, this is what the weather forecast says, and then you're like, but I remember the last ten times this happened and it was epic, right? I mean, like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's um, yeah. Yeah. And and just just as a reference point, right? Mm-hmm. Like when you're you're going to fish in BC, mm-hmm. you're not you're not going for for 7 days. No, I I, I mean w- the first year I went up there, um I was living in Denver um and drove up there and I think I went like for 2 weeks the first year maybe mm-hmm. or 10 days or something like that and um just completely got my ass kicked. Um uh, Caught two fish the first day in the very first run I fished, which was a really bad sign. <laughs> I didn't catch a fish like the, another, the next nine days. But um, I quickly learned, um, one, how just how challenging the whole experience was. Like the first year I went up there, I just drove up, didn't know jack shit, um, yeah. didn't have a raft. Didn't, I mean, I went through like four pair of waders in two weeks, just death marching <laughs> around. You know, dead ending, can't even, I mean, can't even get it, you know, can't even find the river, let yeah. alone find a run to fish. Um, but, but I quickly learned like one, I needed more time, but, um, two, I, I wanted more time. I just fell in love with the environment. So that two weeks kind of led to like a month and then to two months and, you know, sometimes three months, but right now I'm kind of like good on the six weeks to eight week program. Yeah. That's sort of what I, and, and most of the time, unless yeah. something big happens, right? You're, yeah. You're getting after it daily. Yeah. Well, you know, I used to fish every single day. Like I would like, yeah, yeah that's like the last straight. couple of times I saw. Yeah. You, like I, I remember, and I would like, you know, and then when the restrictions, you know, got put in and the Skeena system, I would, you know, I'd fish Friday and then I would drive, you know, into a whole nother drainage, just to fish Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, I mean, I had and an then come amazing back. day with you. That's right. We did, we did a lot of driving oh, when you were up there, yeah. man. We Yeah, that's right. We did. I forgot. Amazing. But um, it was nonstop. I mean, if the water was dirty, I was pounding dirty water. Um, I just I was just out there, and now I'm on a much chiller program where I, I like to fish Monday through Friday, yeah. play golf Saturday, Sunday. Um, <laughs> that's you know, a good back, program. And, but, but even that, like you do like eight weeks of that, and you're beat to shit pretty good. Um, but like... You gotta have a plan B if you go to BC. Yeah, I mean that's just it. Because like you're gonna get, you're gonna have some shitty water conditions at times. It's just gonna happen. So like having a plan B, something else to do, just makes it so much more enjoyable. Yeah. But but I'm also a firm believer in like, I mean, a week for a fishing trip just isn't that long. Yeah. Especially when weather's a variable in there. Like even like like going to the Keys, you know, poon fishing, like go there for a week is just like it's just not enough yeah you know like, yeah and you're you're lucky to be in that situation right? yeah because I mean, like i i i'm a, i'm with you 100 percent. yeah like when you when you're there for like a month or two months you can cherry pick the days i mean it's like living in jackson and being a skier or a snowboarder yeah. you pick the right days you know and go. the learning curve right you get to execute it it's not absolutely like you wait till you gotta go back you can like plan out like all right the next time a b and c happens yep. i'm gonna do d yep and, and for guys like us that don't live down there and don't fish there all the time, I mean, it takes a while to kind of get in the groove of the tides and the whole, I mean, it's everything. It's yeah. a complicated puzzle down yeah, there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I just, just coming back, like, you know, Cameroon was a little mm-hmm. bit of a shocker, mm-hmm. right? I mean, like, I'm still trying to wrap my head around it all. <laughs> but I went into it knowing that, which, yeah. I, which I think is, com- like, is more comfortable. Yeah. It's like, you are, I'm, I'm totally unprepared because we don't even know if we're going 
and that's a long way to go to not know yeah. and not. That's like, you're rolling some heavy dice there. Exactly. Yeah. But heavy, heavy dice. But when I left, I was like, you know, that's that's probably. I mean, I go into it with that mindset, right? And I was like, when I come back, yeah. if I come back, and I probably will. Yeah. It's pretty funny because when I got back, I was like, I don't know, man. That's a that's real. I got to experience it. It was yeah. amazing, but. Usually for me it takes like a week, and then I'm like, then I'll really know. <laughs> um, but you know, you know what I'm saying. It's totally. same, same mindset of like, yeah. I'm not looking at. And I feel like anytime you go to a place for the first time, it's the same way. Yeah. You know, you got ten days. Yeah. You take what you can get. If you, yep. if, if it lights up, great. But if not, you're looking at. You have to look at it long term. Totally. You can't be like, this is just my one snapshot because you're not going to get it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, and, uh, and and you do a lot more of that than like I do. Like I used to travel a lot more to fish. Like I was thinking about it the other day. Like I, I haven't caught a bonefish in a decade. Oh know? wow! Yeah, because yeah. I, I just don't do it. You know, like I used to. I used to take trips all over the place and go bone fishing, saltwater fishing, and whatever. But my fishing has kind of like gotten to the point now where I mean, I go to the Keys for six to eight weeks in the spring, mm-hmm. um, and. I'll look for bonies and, and, and perms and stuff, but I'm there to tarpon fish. And when the tarpon fishing is good, that's kind of like what we always end up doing. It seems yeah. like, um, and then I spend a lot of time in BC. So like, instead of taking a bunch of trips throughout the year to all kinds of different places, I tend to just do a big chunk of time in BC, a big chunk of time in the keys, and then a big chunk of time in the Northern Rockies in the summertime. Yeah. So I'm envious. I mean, I'm, I'm Jones in the go. Like I miss those days of like, hitting different places and chasing different species. And I mean, that's fun yeah. shit. But it's still, it's, it's almost like another one of these parallels we're talking yeah. about, right? Like we still have the same mindset, yeah. even though they're wildly, yeah. I'm like, you know, going to Cameroon and then going to the Seychelles and then going to, and those are all going to be like, you know, Cameroon first time I've been to Farquhar mm. three times, but I've never fished Farquhar, mm-hmm. but same mindset, right? Yeah. Like I'm, I know I'm not going to understand that yeah. place after fishing it for a week. A week. You can't. No. Yeah. And that's and that's something that I, I that's why I love going to places for long periods of time. Like yeah. like to me the relationship. Yeah. Like like for me the fishing journey is definitely like more on like the, the doing it yourself, figuring it out yourself, paying the dues. Sure. You know, learning it on your own. I mean that's that's why I like going to the keys and, and spending two months down there, you know. It's just Yeah figure it out you know like well, that's how bc was like i mean i don't get me wrong i love fishing with guides and it's great going on trips but for me it's i, I get i just dig the learning it on your own figuring it out yourself um, yeah and i think that's probably one of the reasons why i've been doing a lot of stuff in the indian ocean mm-hmm. right because it's like you know okay here's uh you go with him yeah i'm gonna i'm just gonna go this way Yep. You know what I mean? And I'm, I I don't need to like, f- you know, fill up my cocktail party talking points. Exactly. Right? Like <laughs> about everything that you caught. Exactly. Yeah, no, no. I, I'm more about the environment and trying to take it all in. And the experience like, and just figure, yeah. yeah, man. No, it's cool. I miss, I mean, I've only been fortunate enough to fish the Seychelles one time and um, yeah, I got to go back there. It was You went to long. Cosmo early, right? I went to Cosmo late early on. Yeah. And we fished... Um, a stove. I think. I mean. I guess there's a lodge there now. Like. Yeah. Is that fucking really? Yeah. That's a, crazy. A stove and Cosmo. Jesus, man. Yeah. There's nothing there when we were there. Yeah. I mean, that was like you, you were you were 2004 a... maybe 2005 live aboard. Yeah. 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 That's funny because I was just we just did uh, I just did a a show with Oas. 
Oh, okay. And a couple yeah. of things, right? That's when he went to the Seychelles. Mm-hmm. But the other thing that was wildly fascinating is we were reminiscing our first road trip to BC. Oh, yeah, that's right. You went <laughs> to BC with him. Yeah, we barely didn't made you, it because we were started fishing in like Fernie. Didn't you fish and, like the wigwam? And, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I remember that, all so, that yeah, stuff. All that stuff. That's cool. Um, and I was like, yeah, and that was, you know, that was your first. And, I, and then like I went into this diatribe about like... I'm, you know, I'll always be a steelheader, but I, if I yeah. take a break, I won't, you know, and he's like, and then I think I asked him a question or something. He's like, yeah, no, that was, that was my last time. Wow. That's <laughs> crazy, man. I couldn't believe it. It's just like such a, such a shocker about like how people can just, you know, go in, in different directions. Right. Well, I mean, and there's so many different directions you can go in fishing. That's like, yeah. It, 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 there's so many different things that dark alleys you can go down yeah. in fishing and, and find he yourself just, losing 20 years of your life. Yeah. And he just know? went trout. Yeah. Right. I yeah. mean, he just went on a level. Um, but that's what's so great about steelhead is like, to me, they're like super trout. Like, yeah. Like deep down inside, like I'm a trout guy. I love trout fishing. Like I'll come home from the keys after, you know, two months of tarpon fishing and like, just have a boner to go hit the big <laughs> hole and throw <laughs> salmon flies. Like, yeah. I mean, that's what's great about coming back in June. It's like, you know, you got the, you know, you got the Madison big bugs popping, the big hole. Everything's Branches green. opening on the 15th. Yeah. You know, you got the Henry's Fork. I mean, everything's green. But like, like catching trout on a dry fly after tarpon fishing, sign me up. I mean, yeah. It's good stuff. Definitely. Yeah. And not to mention, right? I mean, you're, you're no slouch on the, on the trout either, right? I mean, let's just, Clarify. Yeah, that. I you're, love the trout. You the trout plenty, are good. Plenty of trout days. Yeah, I mean, it's to get my ass kicked out there. You know, yeah, I mean, but I mean, you're fishing. I mean, I don't. I don't. We don't need to put a number on it, but there are a lot of days. I spent a lot of days yeah. on the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, yeah. no, um, <laughs> definitely. I, I yeah, pick the right days too. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Um, and, and the spots I want to go to, but no, I, I, I try and fish at least 100, 120 days a year. I mean, that's a yeah. goal every year to get over hundred days on the water. Yeah. Um, maybe more, but hopefully not too many less. Yeah. That's a, that's a damn good goal to have. Yeah. No, no. And, um, you know, some of that time you're, you're definitely doing it solo. I do a lot of solo fishing. Definitely. And I bet, I bet 70% of my fishing is solo. Wow. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And that's gotta be, um, you know, in some people I talk to that they're, you know, I, and maybe I'm getting, getting a little too spiritual in my, my <laughs> older age, but it's like, there's no doubt in my mind, right? Like, yeah, it's, it's a forced meditation. Right? Oh man. It's like to, to not talk yeah. for like 12 hours. Talk pretty, on the phone. No, talk, not, not make a sound. Yeah. Not to physically make a sound unless you're like farting or like yeah. grunting or <laughs> sneezing or coughing, but like just, or hopefully like a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 like a like a crazy scream because you just landed like a forty inch buck, you know. Yeah. Um, no, the thought of like just not talking for twelve hours is pretty rad. Like, cause cause your brain doesn't. I mean, your brain's still doing shit. I mean, you're still thinking constantly and just soaking in what's going on. I mean, yeah. And and, and then you do that five days in a row, you know. Like, yeah, you talk when you get off the water and you make some phone calls, but like to get those those chunks of time where you're just like thinking and by yourself and just deep in it. That's, that's pretty cool. I can, and I can't help, but you know, I mean, it's gotta have something to do with staying young. 
right? Uh, yeah, I, mean, like, I don't know. Uh, it's in, yeah, I, it has to mentally. Yeah, <laughs> mentally. Maybe yeah, not. I mean, we're all gonna, no. we're all gonna fall apart. But I mean, still, yeah. right? I mean, you're not. Yeah, you're not talking like. You know, you're still want to. You're still gonna go after those days. Totally. Right. I mean, because your mind is like, yeah. you have that time. You know what's weird is I've been doing a lot more of is um, which kind of like goes against that whole thought is like I've been. Li- I mean, I, I listen to a lot more music when I fish now, which started like trout fishing like yeah. you know being out with two of my homies and you know we have music playing all day long in the boat you know and it's just made for a great day and like now like if you go trout fishing with me in a boat there's gonna be music playing you know if you're fishing with me in the keys in the boat you know yeah. we're gonna have music playing all day long in the boat and um and this fall like for the first time ever i started taking a little tiny mini speaker in my pocket when i was swinging flies and just having some music going so like I'm definitely getting into like the whole like just having music in that soul that that meditation sort of feeling too. Um, but I've been you know music's been a big part of my life for so long that like to me it's just kind of like multitasking. You know? Yeah, but it's like it's but like, it adds but it adds to that whole like just not talking all day, just thinking and listening to music and how that music affects your mood um, and, and and your focus and um, yeah, like I remember. Like I'll remember songs that that I was listening to when I caught certain fish. Like sure. I can look at a photo of fish and go, Oh yeah, like such and such was playing when I was, you know, when I hooked that fish. Yeah. And I don't I don't think that that goes against it. I think it goes right with it. Cause right, yeah. it's like it's not like the first time you've been there. Yeah. Right. So No, it's, no, no. It's you have your routine. You yeah. Have your, yeah. Yeah. And it's almost akin to like, you know, going to get worked on like you're getting a sports massage or something they're gonna have something on in the background but you're not there for that yeah right yeah it's not like you're going to a concert right no. so i mean it's no. like i i totally get that i will say like what what i and i made a mental note of this in cameroon like when i woke up the first morning like i that night i unpacked my speaker and I was like, I want to listen to it. you. You told yeah. me you were like, dude, check out the Billie Eilish documentary. Oh my god! Oh, unbelievable! Yeah, not like I know anything about her or music, but oh, like the, the her story. I am gonna. I know, I'm starting to know more. Yeah, but anyhow, like I, I was just some tunes. I was like, maybe you know, so and so said this, so and so this. Yeah, that. I didn't turn the fucking thing on for four days <laughs> because right, it was so new and mm-hmm. the noises were so foreign. That I was like, before I listen to any tunes, like I'm I just gonna, feel, yeah. gonna take this all in, yeah, because it was its own music, if you yeah. will, yeah, yeah, just you feel comfortable mean? in just the environment. I bet, <laughs> yeah, my God, totally. But it was so audible, and it was like its own kind of, yeah, right, its own chorus. Yeah. So I, I don't think I don't think it goes against that that thought. I think it's just becomes, you know, I, I bet you. I mean, it'd be interesting to pay attention to, right? Like the next time you go, yeah, someplace that is like totally foreign, never been, and wild, yeah. See if like the first thing you do is reach for the speaker because that. Well, it's weird because like I, I've, there, there were a couple of evenings this last summer on the ranch where I had some music playing, you know, like, and, and that's like no one's listening. <laughs> I mean, you hear someone's cell phone ring there, and you give them the stink eye. So like, I mean, it's worse than floating through, right? Totally, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, you got to keep the volume down real, real low. But, um, but no, I'm definitely finding that having some music when I'm out there by myself sometimes is is pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, there's no, no. doubt. But no, I really, I really do like fishing solo. I mean, I bet, I bet ninety percent of my steelheading is solo. Yeah, yeah, maybe ninety five percent, and then 
I love solo tarpon fishing out there, man. I mean, it's yeah. a blast. It's a little bit of a shit show, you know, when you hook one, but like, and you got to take the boat up, but man, to be out there by yourself, just like seeing those creatures swimming around and trying to catch one and trying to get yeah. one next to the boat. Do you think that was more learned or do you think that was... I didn't like, have any option. Yeah. You know, like when we first bought that house down there, I mean, if I didn't have anyone to go fishing with, it was either like go fishing by yourself or don't go fishing. Yeah, but I would, but but in some capacity, right, you still would like, you're going to need some solo time too. You know what? I used to dread not having anyone to go fishing with. Yeah. And then now I'm at the point where I'm like, super stoked when i got like six days and no one's there and i know i got (laughs) six days by myself out there yeah no i I look i look forward to those days i wonder if that's like getting older thing because yeah it's just i don't know because i mean i i you know i used to be like hey you want to go mountain biking and be like whatever i'm going you know what i mean like it's it's not uh and it's like that with fishing now and when i can fish fortunately right i mean when it lines up i'm usually yeah you know it's not like i can take off from the kids and yeah do a huge run but it lines or, up a lot though. and i'm also on a trips a lot right yes. where there's no doubt yeah um well let's um let's let's go backwards again yeah. a, a little more so yeah. um the sims years you know yeah. that you, you started 2000 i think that started in 2003 is Three. when i moved to okay. bozeman yeah yeah and that yeah. was and that was super cool because like you know like i We'll talk about it when we get to Burton, but like I left, I I learned to to fly fish or I was introduced to fly fishing when I was working for Burton. And at the time, um, I had summers off. That's just the way the the gig worked in snowboarding. And so like I got introduced to fly fishing and I just fished my ass off. And if I remember, that was Frank, right? Smethurst. Yeah, 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 man. Dr. Heat. Um, (laughs) Dr. Heat? Dr. Heat. What's, uh, what is that nickname from? Oh, uh, it's a long story. We both have different ideas on where it came from, but, um, yeah, he used to wear doctor scrubs. (laughs) We went, that was like his, like the pre, pre flats wear before there was like technical fishing clothing. Frank, Frank wore (laughs) doctor scrubs out there. Um, Dr. Heat. That's a great nickname. I know. I thought I thought it was just because he's such a badass angler. Yeah, I thought it was just you know, which I <laughs> he's will agree. Bringing he, he the definitely heat. is Doctor Heat, man. The guy yeah. knows what's going on. Um, but uh, yeah, so like the um, the Sims thing, you know, my 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 passion was fly fishing. It's kind of why I left snowboarding. You know, I took a couple years off and I just fished my ass off. And I was traveling a lot then. And I actually met Casey Walsh, the owner of Sims, in Alaska randomly, and. Um, and one thing led to another, and um, Casey randomly called me to speak on a board panel at the Fly Tackle Dealer Show, and uh, and, and I hung out in the Sims booth, and, and it just clicked. And I yeah. was like, oh, man, like, I could do, this is a good fit, and you know, I could really help this brand out. I feel like I could, you know, um, it, it, it kind of lines with what my passion is, with fishing, and that's sort of like how the whole Sims thing came together. Yeah. Um, and at the time I was looking to get out of Denver. I mean, it was just becoming so fucking hard to like fish or snowboard. Yeah. Um, and which is what, what I was there for. I mean, I love the city, no doubt about that, but I was definitely at that point where I was like, I was, I was ready to move to Montana or to a small town and, 
And yeah, it um, seems like a natural migration north if you're yeah, really. Passionate. But again, it kind of just happened like rant, like out of nowhere. Yeah. Like the call from KC. Like I met him in Alaska, and he knew my background with Burton, so I think he was looking for some some fresh blood on this on this board discussion, and and um, and uh, yeah, it just it just aligned. And then I, you know, I was going to BC to steelhead fish, anyways. So um, I stopped off in Bozeman, and and right when I pulled into Bozeman, it was just like, oh my god, like, what? Yeah. Why am I not living here? Yeah. Like, and, and that was it. Like, I drove to BC, and then on the way back home, I met with an agent. You know, looked at some houses, went back to Denver, put my house on the market, and basically told Casey, like, hey man, I'm coming to Bozeman one way or the other. And like, I mean, I'd love to work for Sims. I'll build waiters if I got to build waiters, but like. I'm coming yeah. you know, up there and, um, and it just worked out, um, to where they were looking for a rep in the Northern Rockies and that was it. Yeah. And, and I think it. those things happen more, right. I'm not, I'm not going to say I can explain it, but yeah. I guess what I'm saying is there's, there's a little more that's foretold in those than, uh, yeah. than we can probably explain. Yeah. Um, I do remember like when I got the call to come over here Yeah, and I was in, you know, I was over in, in Buffalo and then drove like, you know, through Dubois, fish mm-hmm. the wind. And then I think it was like, that's great country, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. That's and I think the country. sun was, I, I think that mm. it was sunrise. I mm. think I camped out on the wind and got going early and like was coming down and saw That was the first time I'd ever seen the Tetons. Tetons are insane. And man. I pulled it's, over and I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. Th- this could be, this is, you know, I mean, this is home. Yeah, it's where I live. I mean, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It, it's cool, and and not to mention that's where you and I, right? I mean, we we got to reunite. You, totally. You all of a sudden, I was the Sims rep. Yeah, yeah. And but we it was were starting it was, to flush. But it was I mean, but, but it was tricky because like you guys weren't carrying Sims at the time, and 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 there were a lot more politics, I think, in fishing back yeah. then, as far as like what who who carries who what. carries what, and, yeah. and hey, if you carry this, then you got to carry this, and yeah, all that bullshit that was going on back then. And um yeah, and and we were able to like reconnect through Sims. Yeah, and then we got yeah. we got to do some some great fishing. I always remember some, that uh some rad, yeah. one day with Lewandowski when we uh <laughs> when we did the overnight and he was remember remember that? Like the Hilton? Yeah. What yeah. what happened? Well, it was just, it, I'll never forget it because it was such a great comment. It was like old <laughs> stoner comment, right? Like he was like he had never fished the South Fork. Oh, no kidding. And I think... I, oh, yeah. I think, and I think we hit, you know, as one of those, you always plan on the salmon flies and whatever. I mean, when, when, you, when you're not living there, right? Yeah. Like, if you're going somewhere to do it, it's most likely not going to happen. Yeah. It happened. Yeah. And he was like... We, I think it was like the second day we were floating down, and he's like, he's like, God damn it. I'm like, well, I'm like what's up, Tom? And he's like, he's like, whoever... He's like... Whoever made this river was just had this all in mind, right? And I was like, <laughs> total stoner talk. Yeah, man. and I was like, he's like, I mean, the structure, yeah. the law. And I was like, yeah, man, yeah. that's a cool spot. It was that was some fun. Yeah, Tom likes it when fishing's good. Oh yeah, <laughs> Tom likes good fishing. Man. Yeah, did I? Uh, I don't know if I ever told you this when we went out on playa, and he's like, dude, I'm just, I'm just snake bit. And I'm like, well, you got. What are you gonna do? Stop fishing? Like, keep, keep coming, man. And. Uh, so we went down to Mexico, and uh, he was just going through the whole thing about getting snake bit. And he's like, "Hey, and by the way, are there scorpions?" Ah! <laughs> he got, 
As he was asking me about he gets, scorpions, he gets bit. got whacked. Yeah, it was so good. Yeah, you don't want to go on a saltwater trip with Tom because, like, you know, the clouds are going to roll in right when you land. Or, oh, yeah. No, he's I, like, I want to be there when it turns for him because it's. Like, it's just book the week after Tom <laughs> wherever you go and you're going to have great weather I know he'd be laughing if he heard that but yeah something about him but um, but those years too like must have been super cool because I get to yeah. you know I think about all of the the different people you got to meet like that are yes you know, in the fishing world totally I mean, man what a, what a and it was and, and and you know i was coming in as a fucking snowboarder you know doesn't know anything about fishing or the fishing industry and this is how we do it and so like i was coming you know i was definitely coming in with a little bit of punk attitude you know people were looking at me as an outsider um but Man, I got to meet like just so many amazing people. You yeah, know? like just people that I used, you know, you know, just so people many great friendships. The... You know, yeah. and just icons like Mike Lawson. You know, Renee Harrop. You know, um, just people that you know, Courier. You know, just people that yeah. like, you know, Kelly Gallup. Just just people that like, you know, you know that have been there and, and seen some cool shit in their lifetime, and you know had. Um, you know, so much to like teach. And so like, it was cool. It's cool meeting those people and working with them and, and, uh, not to mention all the guides and outfitters and yeah. just all the shops and, yeah. and just, you I mean, I was in fly shops every day yeah, that's all cool. year long yeah. and, I, and, I, and I'm, and I'm a junkie fly fisherman. So it was, it was like, a, <laughs> yeah, what's not to love, yeah, you know, pretty, and pretty good fit and, 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 and getting to fish a lot, you know, like, um, and fishing a lot of different places in the Rockies and, and, um, and people turning you on the spots that, you know, that are special to them. You know, yeah. a lot of places that I've only fished one time in my life, you know, like, cause someone took me there and I promised I'd never go back. Sure. Um, so I got to see a lot of cool places in the Rockies and, um, and sell a great brand too at the time, you know, I mean, yeah. And you work. were, I mean, you were doing your, right. I mean, you were doing your part. I mean, I, I can, I can speak to that. Cool. I mean, appreciate you were, saying yeah, that. Yeah, no, dude, you're, you're just no, man, I was dialed. No, man. man. I mean, I had, you know, I, I, I had Sims orange blood for sure. You know yeah. I mean? That, that was the brand that, um, you know, that I kind of grew up on. And I mean, I wore, wore some Orvis stuff in the early years in Denver. Yep. Um, but, um, you know, I, I, I kind of just got connected to Sims and then, um, and then even before I started working for him, I mean, that's kind of a brand I just endorsed and supported and, and then working for him, um, just strengthened that. So, yeah, well, I mean, it's not just me, right? I, you hear it all the time. You, cool. you did a hell of a job. Thanks, man. I appreciate you saying that. Absolutely. I'm going to, uh, I think there's been a couple times where I skipped <laughs> these sponsors, so I should probably, uh, you got quit. sponsors. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> nice, I don't know. Let's see if, see if the checks are there. Permit to Think is brought to you by Off the Grid Studios. Everyone has a story to tell. Let these guys and gals tell yours, especially if the unconventional doesn't scare you. Visit offthegridstudios.com for more information. Also brought to you by Ironbound Media, a veteran-owned media company that creates, distributes, and grows podcast series for brands and organizations. Ironboundmedia.com. Also, Guide Pointer, web-based software that gives your guiding service all the tools you need to manage business. I personally helped develop this software for 20 years and would have never been able to do my job without it, period. Guide Pointer is a part of the Romeo Bravo software company, guidepointer.com for more info. 
All right, man. Well, we're uh, we're back. That was easy. Nice. Um, now the Burton years. Yeah. This is. Yeah. Uh, I've been. I've been definitely. That's a fun ride. Yeah, man. I mean, I don't even know where to start. I mean, I guess you know maybe start with how you met Jake. Or I mean, I, I watched that documentary recently. Yeah, that was incredible. Oh, man. It was unbelievable. Yeah. No, uh, I've watched it a couple times, and um, yeah, that was a. That was one rad dude, man. I feel real, real fortunate to have known him. Yeah. You know, and spent some quality time, quality time in this town with Jake. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, um, yeah so Burton, um, so like I got into snowboarding through skateboarding, just living in Arizona. And, yeah. you know, snowboarding in Arizona was, was definitely, a, a, it took some effort. I mean, we had to drive the Flagstaff to snowball, but... I remember like working in the skate shop and, you know, hardcore skateboarder and just seeing the early like images in skateboard magazines of snowboarding. And it was just like, oh my God, that just looks so cool. Just yeah. from being a skateboarder like that. What was the skate skate shop called? Vans California Days. Oh, in, cool. in in um in Tempe. There actually we had three or four stores in in the Phoenix area. And that's yeah, that's where I worked, man. Um that was an amazing job too. But um, oh, we'll get there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll get there. Man. As we go it's backwards, great, there's a great story to it. It was definitely better than working in the kitchen. Um, but uh, long story short, I fell I fell in love with snowboarding. I went one time and just was like, I mean, like literally, like came home and I like that's all I wanted to do was go snowboarding. And um, and at the time, we sold Burton snowboards in the store, and um, we would get a newsletter every month from Burton. I think it was called like fat tracks and it was just a company newsletter. And on the back, I think that was in the documentary too. Yeah. It might've been. Yeah. 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 And I just graduated from college from Arizona state. Didn't know what the fuck I was going to do at a finance degree. Did not want to wear a suit and tie. Told my dad I was never going to wear a suit and tie. Um, (laughs) which (laughs) pretty much has happened. Yeah. Um, it, it has. And, um, but, uh, I just, um, I saw this ad on the back of that newsletter from Burton. It said employment opportunities available. And, and there were two positions. There was a account executive, AKA in-house sales rep. Mm-hmm. And there was CFO. And I applied to both of them. And nice. I, mean, I, just, I just wanted to like get, I just wanted to work for Burton. And I remember like so vividly, like huge party going on this Friday night and like everyone's going and, I'm a hundred percent focused on putting a resume together. Yeah. Like, and people calling me like, are you coming to the party? No, I'm, I'm, I'm getting this job and putting together a resume and firing it off to Burton. I didn't hear shit for like three weeks and then randomly got a phone call from them. Like, Hey, we're interviewing people in Denver. They had actually run an ad in Denver in the Denver post. <laughs> Cause the plan was to open a facility, a Burton facility in Denver. And that's what they were hiring a position for. So my resume got passed on to the dude in, um, in Denver, um, Paul Alden, who, by the way, is over at Targhee. I'm not sure if you oh, know wow. Paul. No, but, I... Oh, yeah. Like, talk about small world. Paul was like one of the, probably the most influential guy in getting snowboarding on mountains. Wow. I mean, that's, that was, that's what he did. That's cool. Um, so, yeah, great old connection there. But anyways, he interviewed me, and, and uh, there were like 100 people who applied for the job, and they sent my resume there, and... And, um, yeah, the girl from Burton called me and she's like, Hey, like, um, if you want to go to Denver, we'll interview you. And I was like, I'll be there tomorrow. 
I just hopped on a red eye, flew to Denver. No one knew in, in Phoenix, you know, I just did it and, yeah. and, 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 and got through that interview process and they picked three people and they flew them back to Vermont for an interview at the company. And, and I was one of those three and, um, yeah, flew back and, you know, didn't know a person, <laughs> um, interviewed with the sales manager at the time and, and the op, ops guy and had about three or four hours left with nothing to do. I was just hanging out, reading magazines and, um, the v, VP of ops came down and said, Hey, um, Jake wants to talk to you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh shit. All right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's gotta be a good sign. <laughs> nah, man. man. It was just like, Oh, yeah. I, I was like, you know what, man? Like whether I get this job or not, like, to get to meet Jake and talk to him is going to be well worth the price of admission. So such a good outlook. Totally. And I was just so jacked to meet Jake. And I remember like vividly walking in his office and you know, it's like, when was it? It was like mid July. Cause I moved there in August and it was just beautiful Vermont day, you know, like every window's open in the building and walk into Jake's office, super dark. And he's just sitting there and we ended up talking for like two and a half hours, just about like skateboarding, surfing punk rock music um just nothing nothing really relevant to to burton from like someone from the outside looking in but jake knew like jake jake saw the i think jake saw the the the, you know the, the skateboard industry having a huge influence on snowboarding and at the time snowboarding was like like back, there was like East Coast snowboarding and there was West Coast snowboarding, and like East Coast snowboarding was all alpine, like race suits and yeah, yeah, slalom, slalom yeah. and GS and shit like that. And like I get that from like my snowboarding in Vermont from all my years at Burton. Yeah, it's blue ice. But then you come west, like Jackson, you know, like Breckenridge, Tahoe. I mean, it was all like freestyle influence, surfing, surfing yeah. riding powder, getting air skateboarding was influencing snowboarding and um so like and burton was a very like alpine oriented company in in those years and i remember jake asked me what kind of snowboard i rode and i'm like i ride a swim a sim switchblade you know and he's like why don't you ride a burton and i'm like because burton's lame dude yeah. you know, like, <laughs> i mean like like i mean i hate telling you this dude like yeah. but like it's kind of lame like in my zone like we're all skateboarders and you know we all like sims and this is why. And, 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 and Jake was like super intrigued by just all of that stuff and, and surf. I mean, Jake was a diehard surfer deep down, you know? So we talked a lot about surfing and, and we just had this like two and a half, three hour conversation just about like all kinds of things. And, uh, and that was it. Like then I flew home and I was like, at that point I was like worried I wasn't going to get the job. I wanted it so bad. Yeah, you know, like just dying yeah. to get it. And um, two days later, I got the phone call, and and that was it, man. Packed my car, was in Vermont in two weeks. So what a uh, <clears throat> what an amazing lesson in like, you know, culture. Yeah, right. Because I mean, yeah, you go into that environment, and Burton was so ahead of it in that culture. I mean, you it, probably weren't expecting to just like talk about your demographic right right yeah. like you were probably expected to be like all right i'm going through this whole you know and, and you end up he's ends up like asking you questions that are i mean that i think that speaks to a lot too because that was like one of my big questions was like, yeah burton has this crazy like aura around it for me yeah just from looking at it from the outside right mm-hmm. like, i mean i i did dabble with snowboarding mm-hmm. but um 
especially like in, in talking to you and then, you know, getting to know like Pogue and, Mm -hmm. and then like you talking about your other buddies that have branched out to like go on and do, you know, what would be totally crazy is like someone needs to create like the family tree of of what Jake spawned. Yeah. Like, like (laughs) you have no idea the level of like the, the, the things that people have gone off and created the brands and just the stories that people have. And it all came from Jake. Yeah. And that's, that's, and that's, that's where this aura, like, yeah, no, it's cause I mean, just the little that I know, right. You got Pogi going on to ride snowboards, man. They went public. Totally. Yeah. The first brand to go public and, and then, uh, Nixon. Yeah. Isn't that Andy Latz? Oh yeah. That's, that's, and there's probably, I mean, Oh, there's, there's so many, there's so many go on and on and on. I mean, in a way, you'd say Squala. I mean, just with my interaction with Burton and Nick Simmons, who's involved with Squala. Um, no, there. I mean, Burton was. Um, it was such a special time to work there. One because snowboarding was just going through the ceiling, man. Like, it's kind of like where fishing is now. Everyone wanted to be a snowboarder, but it was also coming from a very rebellious. Spot, totally, right? man. Like, totally, like, and and there like, was definitely that like us versus them thing yeah. going on. Um, you know, the ski areas, it was new to the ski areas, but like just the energy, it was like constantly just like changing, man. And, um, yeah, man. And everyone was just there cause they loved the snowboard, you know, like that's what, like, that's what it was all about, like deep down inside. And, you know, Jake just had a super like work hard, play hard attitude and man, it just, it was a blast, you know. Yeah, incredible time, man. That um, that article that Mueller wrote about yeah. you and the Drake, you know, that one. I, I took a couple of notes when I was just when I was writing down some stuff. The the hundred day benchmark. Yeah, that that like, was always Jake's deal. Yeah, but that like I don't know. That was one thing that stuck out to me. That like is part of this aura, right? Where yeah. It was like yeah, you know, you can't say you're in it unless you're in it, and you're walk not, the walk. You're not in it until you're out there 100 days a year, right? You can I mean, talk, a, yeah, everyone can talk the talk. And there's a lot of that in fishing too, man. Yeah. I learned that like when I started working for Sims. And uh, no, Jake was always like that. That whole like, that's where that came from. The hundred, We used to have a hundred, it was a, a belt. It was called the 100 day belt. And it had really? like a notch that you'd punch out for everyday snowboarding. And like, yeah, and it had a hundred spots on it, you know? And like, oh, shit. but that was Jake. Jake's like personal goal was to ride a hundred days every year, man. And, uh, and he did it. And, um, but like, that was a big deal. Like that, like you would never hear anyone at the company say you snowboard too much. Yes. Yeah, working see, that's, for Burton. That's, and like, and, 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 and when I, when I, when I, when I got the job with Sims, I remember sitting down with Andy Wunsch at the time, the sales manager in KC. And I just said, Hey, I just hope I'll never hear anyone at this company say you fish too much. Cause I'm going to fish a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just how it's going to be. Yeah. Um, but Jake was, was, that's just how Jake was, man. He just, um, he was, I, I've never met anyone like, like Jake was amazing in so many different ways. But like, if you boil it down to one thing, like I've never been around someone who loves the snowboard more than Jake. Like it, it's just crazy. Like yeah. it, it's to the level, like every time I would snowboard with them, I'd physically feel 10 years younger. Like, you just ride that much harder. Hmm. You just feel that much better. You ride that much longer, faster. I mean, yeah. it was just like he would just have this like contagious like vibe around him that I mean, you could tell he just I mean, that that was 
That's what he was made to do with snowboard. It's such know? a unique quality too, because it's <coughs> we all see it in like yeah. how how busy and right with success yeah. comes more paperwork and more oh, hiring, and firing, and like. But to to maintain that, yeah, is wild. I know. No, he, I, I can see it myself. Where I'm like, no, I can't do. I can't. I can't go tomorrow because I got to do. A, B, and C. Yeah. Like, but A, B, and C still gonna fucking be there. I totally. It was rad. Like, whenever, like, like Jake had a thing. Like, our summer sales meetings, they had to be somewhere where there was snow. Period. Yeah. It, New Zealand, Austria. We went somewhere where there was snow. It might be like a shitty little hundred yard patch of snow at Mount Hood. Yeah. But we were going. We we're a snowboard company. We're snowboarding, and in the winter time, we always had our meeting at Stowe. And, you know, we'd have these grueling meetings because every day we went snowboarding. That was yeah. it. Like every day from like the mountain would open early for us at seven. We'd ride till 11 and we'd do meetings till 10 at night. And we do that for like eight days straight. But like Jake's like, we're riding every day. You know, yeah. doesn't matter if it's raining out. You better be out there riding. <laughs> yeah. And there's there's no doubt. Right. I mean, I, I as as a good friend of yours, I can see that in your fishing drive jake had so much drive yeah but it's yeah. almost like i mean is it true that like people that work there like you just cut it caught on it's like almost like a yeah, bug right absolutely like, your your fishing is like that too and you say you've slowed down you slowing down is like yeah still way beyond yeah what i a have lot though of, i have uh, my snowboarding i've slowed down quite a bit too but um, would you would you say that that was kind of like where it started well yeah that it, you brought like that yeah. contagious part definitely yeah definitely and I really tried to bring that, like, when I came to Sims, like, you know, like, we're a fishing brand. Like, we should be fishing. Yeah. Like, all the time, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, 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 that's, and that's what's really cool about, like, the Squala thing is, like, you know, like, I mean, in my nine years at Sims, I, I don't think I fished with Casey, the owner, I mean, uh, once, you yeah. know? whatever it's not bad i'm not saying as a as a slam in any way like we just never fished no yeah you know and like in the first year at squall i've been fishing with kevin probably like 15 20 times you know and yeah. other people in the company you know so i think um the three of us got our asses kicked that one that's right <laughs> that's right that's right oh yeah that water was cold that morning i forgot uh, about that day yeah. that was fun man it was see um, again right like it's not a that was thing. fun you know the, the other thing that was really cool about burton too was like was like learning how to, I mean, I didn't go to like sales rep school, yep. you know, when I went to college, I was a finance major, I was a business major. So I understood, you know, I guess basic fundamentals of business. And, um, but I, but I, but I worked in retail, um, you know, selling skateboard, snowboard, surfwear, you know, whatever you want to call the, the, the type of store it was. So I interacted with sales reps mm -hmm. and, but I never was like, oh yeah, I want to be a sales rep. Um, but looking back now, it was like, that's probably how I got into it, just by seeing that and, and and digging that sort of like, you know, that lifestyle. Like like it seemed like a a career that fit like, yeah, my uh, skill set at the time. Yeah, and um, and uh, yeah, and that that just sort of um, you know, in the early years of Burton, man, there was no one like training us. I mean, like we're learning on the fly, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and and we were you know working with you know a lot of uh, you know premier ski shops and and you know people like kenny gart you know and yeah. people, people that were <laughs> like we're sports yeah. businessmen you know we're like these at the time i'm like 23 24 25 snowboarder learning the ropes and you know learning how to you know sell product and just do all that stuff so it was a really um 
it was a great learning experience working for Burton. Like yeah. people, that was the thing about working for Burton was like it was trial by fire, man. Like people, I mean, you had to go in there and figure it out, and then you had to figure out how to be the best, you know, the best at the game. Yeah. Because that's what people expected. Yeah, and and I wrote that in the intro just because I I think like I I was in Colorado at the mm-hmm. time, so you know I th- I felt like even I had a glimpse into it, but that that explosion mm-hmm. didn't come without its battles. No, no. Right? I it, mean, like like we were talking about before, like the rebellious kind of you know aspect to it, right? Like yep. you. It wasn't. It wasn't that easy to yeah. just ride the wave of explosion. It was fought for. Absolutely. And and that's probably. I mean, it has to have a lot to do with what. Yeah. You're you're talking about learning, right? Because if you have to fight for it. Absolutely. You, you have know. to fight for everything. Yeah. Everything back then, and uh, like like when I first started working for Burton, I, my territory was like the whole goddamn country. I mean, it was like Texas. It was like from North to, it was like Montana, Idaho, Wyoming, the whole Southern Rockies, Arizona, New Mexico, the Midwest. I mean, it was so gigantic. It was just unserviceable. Um, but then as it grew and it got bigger and bigger, the territory just kept getting smaller and smaller, but the business kept growing bigger and bigger. And then eventually it just ended up being um, Colorado and New Mexico. But, um, but no, man, it was um, great, great learning experience. That's for sure. It was, it was um, really hard, really hard to leave. I mean, that was yeah. that was definitely there were definitely a lot of tears, you know, from both Jake and I. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, I remember so clearly flying back to Vermont just to go have dinner with him and tell him, you know. Yeah. And, um, but uh, man, it was uh, it was definitely the best time of my life as far as work is concerned. I mean. Um, just an amazing opportunity and just met so many incredible people that I'm still in contact with. Um, but more than anything, man, I mean, he just like, I think my lifestyle, my lifestyle has been totally, um, affected by just being, being around Jake. Yeah. 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 Well, and, and for anybody listening, right, like that documentary is is already, it's already copyrighted. We've got, we've got, uh, no, the the other one, the family tree of of people that we've, we'll, we'll just copy, we'll, uh, (laughs) we'll take the rights to that right now. So don't, uh, don't exclude us. Um, yeah, man, that's, uh, that's very, very cool to hear about and, and taking another step back. Yeah. Um, you know, before you got to Burton, yeah, the, the punk rock skateboarding. Years. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, I grew up a skateboarder. That was that was my life. Man. Well, let's 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 go way back and and Pittsburgh. Yeah, you know, Pittsburgh's so, known as a hard town, and that yeah. transition to Arizona had to be like it was. You know, it it, it it was. I mean, Arizona when I moved there, like no one knew what the hell Arizona was. The whole desert. I mean, it was just such a weird place to go. But like living in Pittsburgh, um, you know, I. At that time, I was definitely a sports guy. You know, I was mm-hmm. definitely a jock. I mean, I'm probably like you. I mean, I grew up. I played baseball. I traveled around in a bus and played baseball in Pennsylvania. Um, didn't play a lot of like football, but played basketball, hockey, everything else. And that's just what we did. Like every day after school, played sports. And I mean, you're yeah. still you're still a faithful. Oh Pittsburgh, man, you know? I just love yeah. sport in general. I mean, yeah, yeah I'm, I've, I'll always be kind of a jock at at some level there, but. Um, when I was in, I think like sixth grade, my mom, my mom and dad were divorced, but my mom got me 
a skateboard as a Christmas present. And I remember like she, she had it all wrapped up and I remember like opening it on Christmas day and asking, what is it? Like, no way. like skate. It was like, yeah. it was like this old Nash. And this like, was in Pittsburgh? In Pittsburgh. Okay. And I was just like, what is it? Like, and she's like, it's called a skateboard. And she's like, I just saw it at the, at the hardware store. And for some reason I bought it. Cause I just thought he, that's cool. Thought it, and, and and looking back now, like that, like one gift, that one decision, that, to that purchase gift that. to get yeah. that, that gift, like started the whole trajectory of like skateboarding, which led to like the music, the band years, which led to like learning to snowboard, which, you know, led to like meeting Frank and learning to fly fish and eventually moving to Montana. And I mean, it's just, yeah, it's, it's crazy chain reaction. Um, so anyways, I, yeah, I got this skateboard and like, shit, we're riding it in the snow. Like, we don't know, like (laughs) there's no grip tape on it. Like, you know, open ball bearings, you know, dude, we're just like going down the hill in front of the house in the snow on this thing, trying to like ride down it, you know? And that was sort of like my start. I I look at it a lot of ways, probably like when Jake got, saw the snurfer. He just like yeah. felt, I mean, I was just like, Ooh, I don't know what this thing is, but like, it's pretty cool. And so like, didn't the snurfer have a rope on it too? It did. Yeah. 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 So yeah. So like, so I'm, so I'm in the skateboarding seventh grade, um, whatever, eighth grade, Pennsylvania. And, and, and I kind of meet another buddy who's in the skateboarding. And so like, we're skating, you know, in the summertime and, um, you know, this is like what, like early seventies. Um, and, and then all of a sudden we're moving, we're moving to Arizona. Wow. And I'm just yeah. like, all right, N- you know, no idea what's in Arizona, but my dad keeps saying that they got skate parks in Arizona. Yeah. And this is right when cement skate parks are starting to open up. You know, there's a few in California popping up. Um, and then I get to Arizona and it's just like skateboard Mecca. I mean, and one, it's a desert. It's like sunny every day, never yeah. rains. I mean, every house has got swimming a- pools. all every over. Every house yeah. has a pool. <laughs> there's also this huge like pipe, um, pipe project going on like to move water around Arizona so these gigantic like 22 foot Amaron pipes all through the desert oh, wow. you know that like, like that's kind of like what Arizona was known for the desert pipes yeah and so that you had these pipes I mean, but this, they were full circular full circular and yeah. in, in, in sections so you could go from like pipe to pipe I mean if you look at like old skateboard magazines yeah. from like the late 70s there's all kinds of stories on the desert pipes and um some underground, some above ground. Oh, wow, like, that's cool. Yeah, crazy shit. Um, and uh, yeah, so like all of a sudden, I'm in this like full-on like skateboard mecca, like swimming pools, skate parks popping up, and and that's all I'm doing. You know, seven days a week, I'm just skateboarding, skateboarding, skateboarding. Yeah. And that eventually just led to like punk rock music. I mean... Because you guys were listening to it when you were skateboarding? Yeah, or skateboarding like, kind of like, you know... I know, they, those I know sh- they go together, but I mean... Yeah, I mean, I, I, I kind of grew up like just, you know, like early skateboard years, we were all kind of listening to like like Ted Nugent and Van Halen and shit like that. Yeah. Like just... Def um, Leppard. De- yeah, I don't think Def Leppard was even <laughs> around, man. I mean, I think... Yeah, that was more my... Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but, but like early on skateboarding, it just sort of like punk rock music just sort of infiltrated skateboarding, you know? And mm-hmm. it was more like West Coast punk rock. It wasn't like... Like like English punk, like you know the Clash and the Pistols and all the stuff that was going going on over in England. It was it was the West Coast influence. So yeah, so skateboarding and punk rock sort of became 
um, I don't want to say they became one, but like they were very, very tightly um, connected. And, uh, and those, yeah, I mean, those were the years where like, you know, you went skating every day to the skate park and then, you know, every weekend there'd be a show, you know, like a yeah. punk rock show. Um, living in Phoenix, we had a lot of bands come out from California. LA, yeah. Yeah, 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 like every, and you name them, they came and played in Phoenix. Phoenix had a really, really good music scene, really good music scene, um, and, and incredible skate scene, too. Yeah. Not not as big as California by any means, but like super solid. We had some really good skate parks, um, you know, a lot of, a, a, a couple of really good pros that came out of Phoenix, and um, yeah, so the music thing happened, and you know, we're, we're all, you know, hanging out at skate park, listening to music. And then all of a sudden people are starting to like put bands together, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, so go, I, go no, through that. Giving so, haircuts in the bathroom, you yeah. know, like it's just great times. There had man. to be some hair dye going oh, on. Yeah. At that time it was just like, I don't think anyone was dyeing their hair, but like long hair was definitely not cool, man. Like some mohawk. I mean, there had to there be. Was, a- every now and again, dudes had a mohawk, but like everyone was just into like butch cuts, just like yeah. number two guard. I mean, short. Yeah. Just short. That's just like. Stock what, standard. Yeah, yeah. Punk rock haircut back in those days, man. California style, you know. And, um, and then over time, people started dyeing their hair and everything got crazier and crazier. But um, yeah, so people were starting to like put bands together. And how did you guys, because Junior Achievement was Junior first. Achievement was my first band. And um, one of the guys that was in my band, our bass player, Todd Joseph, was probably one of, the, one of the most talented skateboarders to come out of Arizona. I mean, he was like, he was on the cusp of being the top, top, top pro, mm-hmm. um, sponsored by Sims. And, um, and he, he, he got so into music and that he eventually just quit skateboarding and started playing in, in a band. And... Hmm. So I knew I knew Todd from the skate park. We were good skate buddies, and he was in one band that 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 eventually fell apart. And we were just hanging out at the skate park one day, and he was just like, "Hey, man, starting a new band. Do you want to be our singer?" Yeah, <laughs> that's, like that's how it happened. Like, wow. and I was like, "Yeah, sure, I do, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm no fucking shit about shit." <laughs> Like Ruth on Ozark. Yeah, you know? like, exactly. <laughs> um, I don't know Love shit that. about shit, but yeah. like, yeah, I'll, I'll sing in the band, you know? And so like... That's awesome. Um, and uh, yeah, and so Todd you know, Todd had a guitar player from the band that he was in that broke up. We needed a drummer. And like, there was this ramp I used to skate by my house. And this kid, this little like 13-year-old kid with red hair um, was a badass drummer and, and he, dude, he was like a Neil Pert, like protege, like, really? Oh my God. Like, and so we had this great drummer in our band and next thing you know, we were like writing songs and, and, and playing shows and yeah. And that was it, man. And, and you guys, I mean, you, you didn't go like, you Jun- know, junior achievement didn't last super long. Like we, we burned really bright, really quick. But like, like you were getting write-ups and like, Oh yeah. No, we got mm. some, we, we still, um, I mean, I think, uh, in, in Phoenix, there's a, a local arts paper there. I think it's called West, the no, new times mm-hmm. Westwards, Denver, right? West. Yeah. Yeah. West, okay. Yeah. So new times is the one in Phoenix. And, and yeah, we got, um, they just did a thing like a couple of years ago, like, like top, top 10 most influential like bands in Phoenix or something or records. And we got like second, I think, or third. No way. Yeah. It was crazy. I mean, crazy. Um, so yeah, we, we had, we had a, we had a, we had a good time, man. We played about junior achievement was around for maybe a year or two. We put out one record. We had, we had a guy fade who, to black, fade to black. Yep. Yeah. And, um, 
and uh, we made a thousand copies of them, and uh, and and then um, and then we kind of just it, it kind of just disintegrated. Um, it's too bad. Yeah, yeah. It was or, or not, but still, I mean, you know. It, but then, but then that's when that's when the second band, The Harvest, came out, mm-hmm. and um, that was so that was like myself and the guitar player from Junior Achievement. It was kind of like one of the early super groups. <laughs> um, there was another really popular like skate punk band out of Phoenix called JFA, Jody Foster's Army. They're probably like mm-hmm. the most well-known. Um, their drummer, Bam Bam, um, joined the Harvest. So it was me, the guitar player from Junior Achievement, Bam from JFA, and then we had a bass player from a band called the Nova Boys, real popular um, rock and roll rockabilly band in, in Phoenix. And, and then that band went on for a couple more years um, we, we definitely played out a lot more. Junior Achievement never really played out of, out of Arizona ever. Um, whereas like the Harvest, we, you know, we bought a school bus. We, we toured the country on our own place. Oh, I had it mixed up. I thought that was, no, real. okay. The second band, the Harvest was, you gotcha. know, yeah, that one, um, that one we played, you know, CBGB's in New York. Um, wow. you know, Rob Halford was a big fan, would always come see us play at the Mason Jar, Alice Cooper, you know, wow. come see us play. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we played, um, God, we played all over the place. Did a couple couple tours, and that went on for a couple of years. We had a record slated, but it, we broke up before it came out. So Why did you guys break up just? Uh, we were just all going our different ways, yeah. you know. Um, I remember you telling me one time, though, like you... you you got to sit down with the Ramones, or we was that never the Ramones, but we 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 got to play with so many great, great bands. I mean, I had was, that I had that wrong. I thought there was like not the Ramones, man. I've seen the Ramones a few times, but okay. no, nah, I wish I wish we could have played yeah. with the Ramones. Band. Oh no, no, but maybe maybe you got to meet or, or I don't know. I, man, there's so many different yeah. people that we've met over the years. I mean, during like, that time. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. So many, so many just amazing bands out of CBGB's back then. Was CBGB's like, was crazy, man. Yeah. I mean, I used to sneak in there as a kid. Yeah. Um, that place is just, that's old school. Yeah. Yeah. People just don't, just don't know. I mean, how many <laughs> just incredible bands came through that place. Um, so yeah, so those were, you know, those were kind of the band years, you know? And, um, but then again, like, 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 I guess, you know, kind of with like how it's worked for me in my, in my work career, I just got to the point where like, I was just over it, you know, like I was, I was just, just finishing up college. I was kind of trying to figure out like what's next. Like didn't really feel like we were, committed to doing what we had to do to get to the next level yeah um you know there were drugs going on in the band definitely um and um yeah so it's just i remember i I was at practice one night you know and we practiced in this house on the west side of phoenix and i'm out that's what happened yeah i went to i went to circle k 7-eleven to get a burrito yeah and i never came back i just drove home no shit never came back to band practice yeah and that was and that and then that was just a guess no, that's how yeah. that's how it went down. Wow. That's how it went down. And then like a couple of days later, um, we talked and um and we had we had one more gig to play. We won a best of Phoenix and we were playing a show at um Tempe Diablo Stadium where they play baseball games. And so we were playing that show and, and then we played that show and that was um that was our last show. Huh. And that was the last time I did any music or anything. So yeah. 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 That's that's um what a what a crazy yeah it's almost like you, you you've got a pulse on when to bolt 
<laughs> you, you know, know what I, mean? I do. You know, my one, my one, my so one, you my you one can buddy make, at Burton. You can make some money this on is that. So true. But my buddy always tells me he's like, you always leave when the image is starting to go. He's like, <laughs> I always leave when the money's starting to go. And, and I'm like, you're so right. Like yeah. when I left Burton, like he hung on like for another four or five years at Burton and just mm-hmm. killed it, destroyed it. Yeah. You know, but like, yeah, you, know? you can't can't look. But yeah, yeah, man, it's all. <laughs> The other thing that we didn't we didn't talk about, which was kind of kind of definitely full circle, mm. was um, you know, and I, I just want to make sure we touch on it because I, th- I always find it pretty cool. Was the, I mean, when I was at the trout fisher in Denver, yeah. right? I mean, I grew up fishing my whole life. I had already lived in the Bahamas. I didn't know shit. Yeah, right. I didn't know and, shit either. <laughs> and so, I mean, even though I was you know, had been fishing my entire life. And then I get to meet, you know, Daryl Sickman. Yeah. You know, and like, I'm sitting there bright eyed, like, yeah, what is going on here? And dudes are coming in. I mean, that was like some of the most hardcore fishing. Like I, I remember watching guys come in and being like, they'd bring in like different capes. Oh yeah. And they would be like, you see, I don't want this ginger. Yeah, 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 I want. And this one's a little too light. He's like, Daryl, can you? Yeah. And he's like, Yeah, no problem. But see, that's what's rad about Daryl was like that. That mattered to him. Like, yeah. That like. Yeah. That, that that's what was so cool about. And then that I was shop. like, and then yeah. I was like, What What are you gonna do, Daryl? And he's like, <laughs> He's like, Well, I got a full dying basement. Yeah. And I'm like, Hold on a second. Like, yeah, you're, you mean you've got, you got buckets of, you know, yeah. of dye set up. He's like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll sit there. He's like, I'll take a bunch of white feathers and I'll, you know, go, go through the whole thing. And then to be able to learn, you know, how to start tying yeah. all, all somehow, I don't even, Daryl probably would, yeah. doesn't even know what a podcast yeah, is, totally. but we're going to have to get him to listen to this. But in that capacity, I still remember his, um, God, that little, that little Boca Pala crab that he tied man like yeah that, he was so far beyond totally man that was the fly like that caught permit down there like yeah when i first started going down there yeah daryl daryl was daryl was cool man you know going back to that full circle thing like i'm going down to denver tomorrow and i'm going to be meeting with charlie craven on thursday and thinking like you know i still remember like i just gotten into fly fishing i was super just obsessed and i was going on my first saltwater trip and uh, i just started to to tie flies like the year before maybe or maybe just that year i mean no skill at all still don't have any skill um but uh like i remember having charlie come to my house and give me my first like tying lesson and yeah. we're tying gotchas you yeah. know because i wanted to have some flies for the sure. bahamas but like it's so cool like looking back like that was like that was almost like almost 30 years ago 25 years ago yeah you know yeah and, and, and just seeing how 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 far he's gone you know with yeah. like his tying and just everything that that he's done in the fishing world um i mean there was a lot of good mojo in denver during those years oh you know amazing. looking back colorado yeah. And and where I was headed with that was like I I remember you being like had this whole Daryl thing going on and I'm yeah. like I'm like wow I don't I really don't know a thing right like here I am thinking I know what I'm doing yeah I don't know anything 
let's start over. He's teaching me how to tie. You're coming in. The guys are like, hey, he's the Burton, he's the Burton dude, you know. You know, snowboarding's exploding. Here we are in this strip mall in fucking Aurora. Yeah. You know, and then here comes John Ain, you know. Yeah. And he comes in and he's just going, you know, r- ripping on everything, going a million miles an hour. And then I remember Daryl being like, that guy catches permit permit and that's like yeah that's where like it started for me (laughs) totally because then i was like huh and then fast forward right like you had done some trips with him and then i did some trips with him and then like i got to see his place on sugarloaf and then fast forward and then the next thing you know we We got a a house on sugarloaf (laughs) and we have a boat and we're doing (laughs) exactly the same thing no such a small no john was um yeah no i was uh I was fortunate enough to to get invited to go down to one of those John Ain early permit tournaments at Boca Pala. You yeah. Know? It was like, I mean, one, it was like $1,000 to go fish for seven days, yeah. which is, it was in August. Because <laughs> John, John was working them over. Well, yeah, and it was August and they weren't working, but like that's that's back when like, you know, Tom Lewandowski went and Pinky went and John went. It yeah. was like a bunch of people. Um, yeah. Um, Good times, man. John was John was fun, but yeah, he definitely could catch those permit, man. Yeah, and, and God, he couldn't row a boat, boat worth <laughs> shit though, man. Nor, nor could he cast. I remember the first time. So, like, he invites me to come down <laughs> to Mexico, and I've never met him. I mean, I've been invited sort of over the phone through Daryl or whatever, and so like, I called John up and Val. I'm like, hey, man, like, it'd be great to get out and fish, just meet you, you know, before we go to Mexico together. And he's like, yeah, yeah. So uh, I invite him uh, up to the Roaring. That's a G, that's a JY like pre-call. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm like, well, hey man, I'm, I'm up on the Roaring Fork. You know, you want to come up and we'll fish the fork today. And, and so, uh, yeah, so he shows up and oh my God, I just made the mistake of letting him row the boat. <laughs> it's just so, so bad. It's so painful. Um, but circles yeah oh man just hitting every goddamn rock in the river like 10 times and yeah oh man it was just it was it was bad it was really bad um but uh yeah so eventually i just said hey man just fish yeah but man he he was he was definitely a hell of a permit fisherman Um, yeah i I saw i saw him do it to a few and he definitely he yeah i was able I, i feel very lucky i mean he he is just a he did a lot for the fish he did a lot for the sport right i mean he he did a lot to inspire, like you know. It's crazy other, to think, other people doing it's it. Crazy like, to think of how much more he would have gotten done if he'd lived longer. I like, know because like was he sad. was like, yeah, he 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 was. He had a lot of energy, man. Yeah, yeah. I remember one one time specifically, and I was polling, and he um, he started casting, and the thing was just buzz in the tower right it was all all around me and so i started ducking and even like the boat was turning because i i didn't have the skill set you know yeah to keep the whole thing together sure and and um you know he's buzzing the tower the cast is horrible (laughs) and i'm kind of like just still trying to keep an eye on it and somehow some way like the fucking fly just Gets gets there gets there yeah and and then in like in watching his body movement yeah. before that, he knew it was gonna get there, A. Yeah. And B, he knew he was gonna hook the fish. Yeah. And I was like, man, that is I'm paying attention to all the wrong yeah. shit. See, that's that's that I mean, that's sort of how I try and look at like when I'm fishing the same way. Like I'm 
may not be the prettiest cast, whatever, but just get it in there, man. Just get it done. Fish. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Catch the fish. Like, I mean, I know lots of guys who are just world cast, you know, world class casters, amazing casters or yeah. amazing tires or amazing whatever, but like just, just yeah. aren't fishy, you know? Yeah, it like, doesn't, it doesn't, work doesn't translate yeah. to necessarily. I mean, I think like for what, what John was doing, um, you know, I mean, you, you for, for your permit fishing, like, you know, if you, if, if you can cast well, I mean, there's no question a guy who can cast well, is going to outfish a guy who can't cast well in the salt water. Yeah. I mean, any kind of, you know, anyone knows But it, it can work against you too. It can. And that's Definitely. what I think that was such a great lesson for me because. John wouldn't take like the super long shot yeah. necessarily. Just wait, 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 yeah. boom, get it in there. Catch him. Exactly. <laughs> Catch him. <laughs> no, that's like what, like. Yeah like friends who come down and fish with me, tarpon fish with me. It's like, that's the mistake I see the most is, you know, casting way too soon, man, way yeah. too soon, you know? And then, and then everything's fucked up. And then they second cast is worse. Um, instead of just waiting for the shot they can make yeah, and getting it done. Right. Yeah. You know, but everyone's yeah. got to do it their own way. So yeah, I got to figure out what works for you. I had to mention that though. Cause that, that's a pretty <laughs> funny full circle or, and cool. And like, you know, it's uh, well, man. I, I'm not gonna take too much more of your time. This has been yeah, uh, this has been awesome. Yeah, dude. I really appreciate it. It's good and, to be over um, here, man. It's good to see your setup. Yeah, man. I, I, we um, need, I need to think of a name, but um, that'll a come. name for the for the for the um. Yeah, I mean the garage is a little too obvious because that's what it was built out of. But yeah, um, it don't feel like a garage, man. It's a good spot. Yeah, man, it's a good place. Those are those those are uh, from the vet in Philly. Oh, no shit. Yeah, actually. Whoa, I was just going to ask you. Yeah. Nice. Not, not that anyone really uses them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they look good, though. But those those probably saw some fights right there. Yeah, this place came out really nice, man. Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate it. And I, and I, and I really appreciate the time. Yeah, man. And uh, we'll, we'll do it again, for Definitely. sure. Definitely. But um, so to find out more information about JY, head on over to squalafishing.com, right? That's going to be... That'll happen, you know. Yeah. Right now, just a homepage, but yeah, it's coming yeah. soon. Our la our landing page is up, and we got a little teaser video on there, and uh, hopefully the the full website will be sometime great. this spring. Yeah, 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 coming soon, man. Sign up. And uh, on Instagram at JY four hundred six. Anywhere yep. else, people can. That's pretty much it. Cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, that's I uh, again, I really appreciate it, man. <laughs> yeah, Dazzy. Thanks for having awesome. me, man. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Permit to Think. My hope is this podcast offers meaningful conversations and stories from the fringe of societal norms. Be sure to subscribe and support the podcast. Leave a review, uh, iTunes, Spotify, whatever you're using. Uh, for more information, head over to the website at permittothink.com. Also, forward this on to anybody who might dig it. I am out.